passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, hello, hello. The reanimated corpse of Davey Portman here, live on postwrestling.com, youtube.com slash postwrestling. This is up next. This is your NXT post show. And I am here live, not this week with uh, Braden Harrington, but the co-host of What Up Doe on the Poison Runner feed, Mr. B Detroit. B, how are you doing? What up, though, Davey? I'm uh, still recovering from the uh, trip to <laughs> Forbidden Poor, <laughs> actually, too. My voice is a little bit shot still. It's like, uh, it's like at a 75% right now, so it's getting better. It's getting better. How are you? Yeah, like my my voice is completely shot. I'm <laughs> I'm exhausted to be honest. Um, but it was a it was such a fantastic weekend. Had such a great time. Thank you to everyone who made it to Real Sports in Toronto for the Forbidden Poor uh, post wrestling with Poison Rana. Uh, what a what a fantastic weekend it was. What a great day it was on Sunday. Um, we were just like. Had such a great uh, Q&A with John Way at the beginning there. Played some trivia games, which was a hell of a lot of fun. Got to hang out with all you guys and and uh, then went to see one of, the, one of the best wrestling events I've ever been to. And if I wasn't screaming enough at that, you know, Omega kicking out at one after the one-winged angel, well, I then well and truly destroyed my voice at wrestling karaoke back at the Forbidden Poor. Uh, what a hell of a day that was, B. Absolutely. Um, seeing one of probably the best matches I've ever seen live in the same day. And I think that's the reason why I don't have a voice right now. But um, also, you can definitely blame it on Forbidden Poor. Um, doing a little John Cena karaoke and screaming for everybody else doing their songs and singing along with them. Um, it's just 
It's been a weekend, man. It's been a weekend. <laughs> it's um, it's had so much fun hanging out with the guys from BSK and um, all the fans and listeners who came up and actually said they listened to the show. It was it was crazy to even hear people say they listened to me and like enjoyed and was a fan of my, my commentary or anything. But um, thanks to everybody who came up and said anything. Um, thank you guys for having me too, Davey, man. I, man, every time we get together, it's like <laughs> the city's like on fire. So it's, it's always a great time. Oh, it was so much fun. I can't believe uh, I'm going to Dynamite tomorrow and then Demand Lucha on Thursday. I really I really don't know if I've got it in me, but I'm going to try and rally. Uh, I think I've probably aged about 10 years in the last in the last few days. But uh, what were some of your highlights from uh, from the weekend? Um, I would say Collision, actually, um, even though we all waited last minute to buy tickets to the show. Um, just getting in there and being with you guys for the first night and seeing wrestling again. Um, that was, that was absolutely crazy. Um, seeing you guys camera side the entire show, <laughs> having your spats with CM Punk. That was, that was great, man. Well, well, keep an eye out for us tomorrow. Cause I think we've got uh kind of similar seats, uh, for, uh, for dynamite tomorrow. Oh, so man. it should be, should be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I gotta say, like, uh, we're gonna start posting all these pictures that, uh, Whiskey Bry, who was a, a massive help for this uh, for this event, he kind of hooked us up with um, Suntory Whiskey, who helped us uh, make these fantastic cocktails, the Rainmakers, which seemed very popular oh. on oh, the yeah. day. It was uh, a smash hit, yeah. Very nice, as well as the Judas Effect. Um, that was great, and he's taken some incredible photos uh, that we'll be posting on all, all our socials that you can check out. Um, but my highlight has to be um, whatever his name is, whatever that beautiful man's name was who sung Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting in a Lucha Mask at for Forbidden Poor. That was so much fun. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have to recover from this, but I'm looking forward to doing it all again uh, very, very soon. Um, so yeah, thank you again for everyone who came. It was, it was such a trip. Um, but B, what else is going on? Maybe for, for listeners who are maybe uh, unfamiliar with you, uh, who is B Detroit and uh, what do you do for the Poison Runner community? Well, um, me and John Cena host a podcast called What Up Doe. Um, we're going to be recording a new episode this week. Um, you'll hear a lot of the uh, BSK house and when the happenings in uh, Toronto from us two guys and our experiences and talk about some of the wrestling that we've seen live. Um, hopefully get a more deeper talk about with me and Sino about the, um, the pay-per-view from Forbidden Door. Cause um, we didn't sit together. Um, I sat with Dan, um, one of the BSK members. I sat with him and um, so I didn't really get to hear Sino's takes on the whole event yet. So I'm curious to hear what he thought about the whole show. I, I love listening to you uh, two guys. It, it's something Braden and I are quite proud about because I think you're, you two have just awesome chemistry. And even though like you talk about a lot of subjects that I don't really know a whole lot about, <laughs> e.g. hip hop, uh, but I just love listening to you guys talk to each other. And um, I know I've heard a lot of other people say that as well. Uh, like Am and Neil, who we got to hang out with uh, all weekend. Hope he's made it safely back home to Ireland. Uh, I know he's a big fan of you guys as well. So uh, check it out. We do have uh, our own uh, network called Poison Rana. It's absolutely free uh, to check out the uh, just search in your podcast app. And we have so many shows like uh, Brain and our thoughts on Forbidden Door, which we posted yesterday. 
as you said, we'll have a brand new What Up Go coming up soon, um, as well as on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Poison Rana. A whole load of shows to look forward to, including this week, we are doing a review of Vengeance 2006. Yes, everyone, it is money in the bank season. So what better time to talk about Vengeance from 2006? <laughs> um we did a best match ever Sabu pretty recently and uh, kind of during that discussion, it came up uh, his match against Cena at this very pay-per-view. So we were thinking of doing a, an old Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but we put it to the vote and this one got chosen instead. Uh, I think we've got um, what Kane versus Kane on this show. Uh, it looks wild. Um, so can't wait to talk about that. That'll be dropping this Friday on the Poison Rana Patreon and then we've got so much in the back catalogue. We do do a show called Best Match Ever where we look at the, the best matches of people's careers or best matches of a certain match stipulation. We've got so many of that in the back catalogue for you to check out, uh, as well as our show Was Next, where we look back at classic NXT. We started way back in uh, in 2012, I believe. We've made it through to 2014. And just like we're going to be doing today, we're talking about Baron Corbin. Uh, so as things change, things stay the same, but always really enjoy, uh, that show. Um, and then we've got all our movie reviews coming up as well. We'll be talking about Midsummer next week with our patron, Chris Leone, um, as well as all these old pay-per-view reviews you can find and stuff. So go to patreon.com slash poison Rana, only five bucks and gets you over like 400 shows at this point. Uh, so much for you to, uh, to listen to. Um, but I, I believe some people, as of maybe right now, unless you're maybe in New Zealand like Dickie Bird, uh, are going to be spending most of this night playing Fight Forever. B. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't get the deluxe edition, so I can't play it tonight. I wish I could. It it looks really, really fun. I can't wait to get my hands on this game. What do you? Um, are you guys planning on grabbing it too? I think we will. We'll probably download it uh, over the weekend or something. It's been a bit of a crazy week. Uh, but yeah, absolutely uh, plan on playing this game. Um, early reviews, it actually it have been pretty pretty positive from what I've heard. Like uh, I, I hear it's really pretty fun game to pick up and play. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I've barely played 2K23 uh, yeah. so far. That I've I've barely like really got into it, but when I do play it, it's it's a couple hours. So it, but I do represent like the game. It's a really good 2K game. If you like the 2K22, it's just a rehash of that, just polished and you know prepped up a little bit more. So it's it's really really good as a simulation. But Fight Forever looks like just a pickup arcade. Beat them up, get your friends all bloody, <laughs> you know, run through the stadium stampede and stuff. Um, exploding barbed wire death matches in a, a video game in 2023. Like, who thought we would have this? I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, so hopefully maybe I'll, I'll have it in time uh, to do some early thoughts uh, on our Poison Rana show this Sunday. I'll be joined again by Braden Harrington, uh, youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod. Uh, we'll, we'll be giving all our thoughts of... This week in wrestling, we'll be giving our live account of uh, Dynamite, we'll be give, giving our thoughts on Demand Lucha, which is happening in the city this Thursday with that crazy main event, Gringo Loco, defending the Premier Championship against Vikingo, against Speedball Mike Bailey, 
and Jack Cartwheel. Uh, these shows have, are so much fun to go to. If you are planning on going, I, I assume some people will be going to Collision that day as well. But if you are in the Toronto area and going to Parkdale Hall, um, come and say hello because these these shows are awesome to go to. Yeah, that card sounds kind of nice. I, I wish I could have seen Gringo this weekend. That was a nice card sound. I like. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty nuts. Um, but also a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, next week, we will actually be going um, live for Up Next on Wednesday, uh, probably like early afternoon, late morning around then. We'll give uh, we'll give an exact time nearer the time, uh, but we won't be able to be recording on Tuesday. So join us on Wednesday on this very feed at Post Wrestling's YouTube channel. Um, but I think we should just dive into this uh, show today. NXT Gold Rush Night 2 from June 27th, 2023, live from the Capital Wrestling Center. And, uh, well, we've got a big main event coming tonight. Baron Corbin challenging for the NXT Championship. And we see uh, the two people in the main event arriving. Corbin arriving in his $300,000 Porsche um, and Mello arriving with Trick Williams, looking pretty fresh as well. Uh, but we kick things off with the NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany Stratton taking on Thea Hale. Uh, Thea Hale, who's been recently training with Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey and has been uh, put to the, to the grind by those guys and managing to win this battle royal to challenge Tiffany for the championship. And, uh, well, things start off pretty nicely for Thea as she gets a backslide in early for a two count. And then she keeps on going for that Kimura lock, which she's learned from Gulak and Dempsey. Pretty quick start to this match. Uh, Gulak and Dempsey then come out to offer support for Thea Hale. And then Thea hits this, uh, like, springboard coffin drop uh, she's been using and goes for it for the floor. But Tiffany trips the legs, causing her to crash on the ring apron. Uh, this allows Stratton to come back with a double stomp to the chest for a two count. And then Thea now lands her springboard coffin drop to the floor and uh, gets back in the ring. Stratton hits her with a sit-out choke bomb for a two. Uh, Hale comes back with the chase you stomps, uh, followed by a somersault sent on. And then the springboard sent on on the mat for a two count. Goes for a Kimura lock, uh, but Stratton gets out of it again. Uh, Stratton goes for a powerbomb, but Thea counters this into the Kimura lap lock, this time locking it in. And you see uh, Dempsey is pulling the rope away to stop Stratton from reaching for it. As the referee comes over to kind of admonish uh, Gulak and Dempsey, uh, we actually see Tiffany is tapping out, but the ref is distracted. And then when the ref turns around, Stratton's able to roll Thea up for the one, two, three and retain the championship. Uh, before we go to the post-match, what did you think of this title match, B? Uh, good match. I was not expecting them to actually have a pretty nice match going on here. But um, uh, I do like that she's keep trying to get that Kimura locked in. Um, it looks good uh, the way she applies it with the body lock, you know. I'm not sure if I was sold on Thea getting that roll-up. I mean, um, Tiffany getting that roll-up like that. It looked kind of soft after the, like, distraction. But I'll take it. I mean, it works toward the way they're going to portray the um, the comeback for the ending of the match. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, they've been like you'd expect Tiffany being the heel in this and the distraction. You'd expect something heelish, but they right? yeah. it seems like they've made it quite uh, quite a conscious effort of not having Stratton cheat to win uh, right through that that 
uh, Women's Championship tournament uh, to a victory and this defense. She's been winning clean and they've they've made her look pretty strong. I go, I never buy a roll up like that because yeah. it's I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe you're surprised for that long that you can't kick out. But it is what it is. I, I thought the match was pretty good. Um, yeah. This is the best the Hale has looked so far, especially how young she is. What she's she's 19 or something. It's yeah. crazy. And I think she's had this this kind of scrappy do character down really well. Um, but they've been pretty good at just like protecting her in ring. She's she's been pretty limited in what we've seen. But I thought she looked great here. I, I liked all her different transitions, trying to lock in that Kimura lock. Uh Stratton, Braden, I keep saying how how uh good this girl is every week, just improving and improving. So I thought I thought this was pretty good and oh, yeah. and really promising for the future of the women's division if this is what these two can do at such a young age. Yeah, like you said, the uh the scrappy do um kind of like thing she has going on. She's even like taping her moveset around it. So it's it's really good, man. I, I'm digging what she's doing. So after the match, Gulak and Dempsey decide to beat up Duke Hudson, and then we get a returning Mr. Chase. Andre Chase runs out for the save to a huge reaction from the CWC and beats up Gulak and Dempsey. I assume we're setting up for uh, a tag match and maybe some uh, singles matches down the line. Uh, but maybe we'll start to question where uh, where Thea's loyalties lie after this because um, since their training, she has improved, but they also kind of cost her the match here as well. Um so I'm all, I'm a bit of a sucker for all the Chase U drama. So I'd like to see where it goes next. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to see Thea go anywhere away from Chase U. She's their mascot. They need her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I can't see you can't turn Thea dark yet. I don't no, think it's too early for that. Yeah. Uh, we get a video package for Ilya Dragunov. Uh, we've kind of seen these ones before. Uh, just highlights of all the brutality from all his matches he's had. His run-ins with Bron Breaker. And he says, I bleed and bruise like any other man, and I choose to endure conflict, embrace it, and become it. And I move forward even if I crawl. I feel an eternal flame that builds inside of me, and I will always be unbeziga. I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we've seen these kind of videos before for Ilya, but it does seem like we're going to that Bron Breaker direction, probably for the Great American Bash, which I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I had to look up what this meant. So <laughs> I was like, what is he? What is he, what is he um, what Zigba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Like, didn't he? He used this before, right? He, he, yeah, he, he yeah, he I had to look it up well. again. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what does it mean, B? Um, invincible. Right. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, some, yeah, it's a bunch of different meanings for it. So uh, we then go to Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, who still haven't heard from Joe Coffey since he was kidnapped and thrown in the trunk of the car by Stax last week. And then uh, they say, right, this week we got to beat Malik Blade and Idris Anofe, and then we can focus on Stax. And then we cut to Malik and Idris, who say, tonight's our night. All our hard work is going to pay off tonight. It's our time. So just setting up these two for the uh, the tag match just in a little bit. And then uh, we go to a clip from last week where Dana Brooke is having her knee checked out by the, uh, the medic backstage when Kalani Jordan, one of the, uh, one of the PC uh, latest recruits, comes in and says, Dana, uh, you were 
an inspiration for me, how you kept on fighting last week, even with the bad knee. Um, and Dana says, well, I see you training all the time and I can tell that you're a gymnast and those gymnast skills are really going to help you out there in the ring. And uh, Kalani then says, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, you uh, you showed something last week, how you fought through. Obviously, I don't know if you're aware of all the, the Twitter storm last week, but a lot of negativity towards uh, Dana Brooks' match and uh, Dana kind of acknowledging it in a tweet as well, which can't be easy seeing all that, uh, having all these people say how awful yeah. in ring you are. Um, but uh, they're setting up a match for the future. And this is the first time we've seen uh, Kalani Jordan, uh, Jordan. So setting up a match for the near future when D- Dana's knees better. Yeah. Um, that was, that was kind of rough last week on Dana. Yeah. I, I mean, not saying it, it didn't need some of that criticism, but it was kind of rough. I mean, wrestling fans are really, really mean. So she's yeah. got to kind of not look at Twitter so much. I I'd say if, uh, if Jordan's inspired by, uh, Dana Brooke working through that knee, uh, last week, um, I, I wonder how she feels about Brian Danielson working 10 minutes and tapping out Okada with a broken arm. Uh, have you seen the picture yet that uh, that Brie Bella posted? Yeah, um, I'm still amazed that he finished that match because that's a brutal break. Like that looks like a clean just snap, just there. snap right through the middle. And yeah. and like we, we rewatched that match uh, when we got home and there's so many times like. Every time Okada's going for the Rainmaker, he's pulling on that right arm and everything. It it looked nasty. And the fact that this guy then went and did the press conference and was smiling and answering questions very eloquently, uh, the guy really is the best in the world. Oh, man. A real warrior, man. We then go to our tag team championship match, Gallus defending the title against Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Um, Malik hits this beautiful uh, sunset flip over Wolfgang, but Wolfie catches him. Uh, both Idris and Malik have hops. They can jump super high. Um, there's a double drop kick from Malik and Idris to Mark and Wolfgang. And then the Shining Wizard from Anofe followed by a frog splash from Malik for a two count. And this is where we see Angel and Umberto on the porch, uh, sorry, on the perch as we go to commercial break. Uh, after the break, we see that Gallus have Belayed isolated. Um, they're beating him down for quite a while. Malik eventually makes the tag to Anofe, uh, and Blade goes up the top but seems to slip off. Uh, Anofe comes right back with a big spine buster for a two count, and then uh, Blade and Anofe hit their blockbuster, uh, sorry, like Feynman's carry into the blockbuster double team, and then uh, Blade goes up top with the splash, Anofe follows up with the top rope elbow, but Wolfgang breaks up the pin with the senton. Uh, Blade then uh, hits a beautiful looking slingshot, uh, but then, sorry, uh, slingshot to the outside, but eats this uppercut. And that's when we see Stax is out there. And it looks like he's setting up to take out Mark Coffey. He charges and Coffey gets out the way and Stax like drills Anofe with this huge spinning uppercut, which sends him flying into the ring steps. But then Stax looks at him as if it wasn't an accident, picks up Anofe, ro- rolls him into the ring, and this allows Gallus to hit their uh, like TKO knee strike finish for the win. And Stax just standing, looking like all of this was meant to happen. 
but yeah, what did you what did you make of this uh, tag championship match? Be? They were having a pretty good match until like this questionable ending on this. I, I'm still wondering. I was as confused as Booker T was at the end <laughs> because um, why? Why? Why would mm. you? Um, what What is the purpose of this? Even with the happenings at the end of the show, I'm still confused. Um, I, I, maybe it's because I just want the belts to get off Gallus. Maybe that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I feel there's a better match in there between these yeah. four. Um, I, I like Idris and Malik a lot. I didn't feel they were quite as spectacular as we've seen them in the past. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's due to like time and this finish and stuff, but. I, I didn't feel they quite got cooking as much as we've seen them before. And Gallus are pretty hit and miss with me as well. I think it depends maybe on their dance partner sometimes. I have seen some good Gallus matches. I've seen some very dull Gallus matches. Um, and as for the finish, I I found it a little uh, a little weird. Like Braden and I have kind of been calling that this is probably going to happen, that Stax is the rat, that Stax wants to go from being the underboss to the Don. Um, We do have that section uh, segment with Tony D a bit later, but I thought as a way to kind of reveal that this was a bit of a weird way to do it. Um, Or, or maybe even like if commentary could have at least covered it until the big reveal where maybe, well, you know, Stax and Tony want to take this title from Gallus. So maybe they're protecting, they're saving Gallus to take the title. But I thought, I thought this was a bit (laughs) anticlimactic as the reveal of Stax being, like in their pocket. Yeah, because even Gallus seemed surprised by the whole thing. It was like, who knew this was going to happen then? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm still confused. I, I don't know. Hopefully it plays out better than it looked. We then go to a tweet from Ava Rain uh, from earlier in the week that says, we are a family brought together not by blood, but by the roots of a tree. The uncertainty, the uncertainty in our paths is apparent and the tension is too much to ignore as a family it's time to talk. And I'm calling a schism family meeting next week. See you all there. So it's confirmed we're getting the schism family meeting tonight. <laughs> we then see Metaphor backstage, um, made up of Noam Dar, uh, Jakara Jackson, Lash Legend, and Oro Mensa. And Mackenzie brings up to Noam that this is the first time the cup, the Heritage Cup, has been defended since you lost them. And Noam said... Please, Mackenzie, I'm not emotionally ready to talk about it. And Lash says, yeah, let's talk about other things. Like, let's show off our nails. And all of them have matching kind of uh, nail polish going on and look very nice. Uh, Lash says, we need to talk about our win last week. And then Jakara Jackson says, Ronda and Shayna, watch out. So, yeah, kind of confirming that these now unified uh, women's tag team championships will once again be... Uh, defended across all three brands, which I think makes a whole lot of sense considering the the kind of lack of tag teams in the division across the whole company. Um, but kind of teasing, we'll probably get either Ronda and Shayna come down to NXT at some point or um, or these two going up for a match on whether it be Raw or SmackDown. Um, Mackenzie Mitchell then brings up the loss again and Oro Mensah shuts her up. And then Mackenzie asks Noam Dar, Who's it going to be, Dragon Lee or Nathan Fraser? And Mackenzie Mit- and Noam just says, Mackenzie Mitchell, you absolutely suck. Um, but I did notice Noam Dahl wasn't uh, using crutches today. So uh, yeah, no. maybe he's, he's better from his possible fake injury. 
Um, yeah, uh, what do you make of the uh, the call out for Ronda and Shayna here? Do do you see them coming to NXT at some point? I would hope they have them on NXT. I don't I don't think we want to see Lash Legend on uh, <laughs> on on main event TV right now. Um, let the girls come down and have the match in NXT. They protect everybody that way. We're seeing so much crossover right now. And when you've got people like Rhea Ripley and Seth Rollins coming down to NXT, uh, I like to think two years ago, Ronda Rousey coming into NXT, you'd have said absolutely not. Her star has fallen so far, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, why not? And obviously uh, uh, coming home for Shayna Baszler as well, who made her name in NXT. People still love Ronda, though. If, if if they announce that she's going to come down, people will just turn it on just to see Ronda, though. So Yeah. Hopefully. And and I'm sure the CWC will give her a huge reaction as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. They, they love They'll seeing They'll make her anyone. feel like a star. Oh, they yeah. make Natalia feel like a star, you know? <laughs> no, no offense, Natalia. Sorry. No offense. <laughs> we then uh, go to the Schism's family meeting. <sighs> and Ava says that this inattention has led to turmoil and Joe Gacy asks them to express themselves freely. And Jagger Reed says, look, you brought us in here a year ago and you said you change our lives, but we haven't changed. We've just been helping yours. And we've been together as a team for 18 years, but we're starting to lose trust in you. And you've either lost your way or you're full of crap. And Joe says he owns his mistakes but to say I never changed your life, that's not true. Before you met me, you, talking to Jagger Reed, wouldn't have said what you said because your best friend didn't you let you have a voice. Which I thought was a pretty good line because obviously yeah. it always used to be Gibson saying everything and kind of Drake mouthing along. Yep. He says, I saved you from obscurity and gave you a new home. Uh, Rip Fowler then says, uh, we were in a bad place when we met you. We were beaten up and lost, but you've shown us a new way. But we've started to see cracks. You talked about inclusivity and then exclusivity and then back to inclusivity. It just doesn't add up. Joe says, yes, inclusivity brought us to Ava and I will never apologize for that. But was there hesitation when I brought you in? You are not in the same form or clothes as when you first joined me. And I see two men ready to take over the world, and that was not the case a year ago. This is when they're then interrupted by the Creeds, and Brutus says, we're fed up of the Schism family affair. Uh, Jagger and Rip just say, it doesn't concern you. Uh, Julius, wearing his glasses, says, shut up, Baldy. It doesn't concern us. Well, it does, because Ava attacked uh, um, with the loaded mask the other week, which cost us our match. And Julius says, we don't want you here and you don't want to be here either. So Gacy says that Diamond Mine is a poison far worse than the schism. Julius calls them a cancer. And then Gacy sets up a match, Creed's versus Dyad next week. And it's a loser leaves town match. Whichever team loses, leaves NXT. Um, what did you make of this segment, B? And what do you make of the stipulation? Um, I like the segment because hopefully it looks like GYV is going to be uh, splitting away from their schism. So um, I hope that loser leaves doesn't mean that, um, you know, they leave the company. But I'm hoping it just gives one of these guys the call up. I'm not sure if it's time for Diamond Mine yet. 
but I can I can see GYV getting the call up right now. I, I think so. I I think um not they say loser leaves NXT, which normally yeah, makes you to to think it's a call up. Yeah. Uh, I really hope they they've seemed to since all the you know asking for their release and stuff. GYV have pretty much been on TV every single week and they've yeah. been putting them in matches and have been shining in these matches. They've been working with a chip on their shoulder. Clearly uh, they're a great team. They can both talk. They can both go in the ring. Um, I like how this story kind of allows them to shed this gimmick when they go up to the main roster. I think the the tag divisions getting there on the main roster with, yeah. you know, Sammy, Kevin, the Uso, Street Profits, uh, New Day when they're healthy again, uh, American Alpha, um, sorry, Alpha Academy, always get that wrong. <laughs> and I think uh, Same thing. pretty deadly as well. And I think GYV would fit in that mix. I uh, I love the Creeds in ring. I think in recent weeks, they've kind of exposed their weaknesses in these backstage segments, in these promos. And therefore, I don't think they're ready yet for the call-up. So I hope this um, this is, yeah, just the time for GYV to move up. Uh, and I'm I'm for, I'm all for that completely. Yeah, uh, Julius with the glasses too is kind of like oh, okay. They, <laughs> or something needs to happen. They need to turn heel or something. They just they seem really geeky and yeah. bland. I think yeah. at the moment, which they're absolute monsters in the ring, but something's not connecting with me currently with their promos. And and I, I put Ivy in there as well. Totally agree. Uh, we go to a video of. Lucian Price and Bronco, and I, I've forgotten this guy's last name already. Uh, just classic NXT names here. Yeah. Uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. <laughs> uh, we see videos of them as kids. They say, we bonded over football, playing football in the streets, and uh, we built a bond to last. And Lucian says, as long as I have boy, my boy Bronco, it's a wrap. And college came, and they split for a bit, and they played football but now they're back together and they're back here to dominate. Uh, so we saw them eating what uh, Cubanos the other week and now playing football, but showing uh, I, they look like these two could be a bit of a, a powerhouse team as well. Um, so Yeah, they, they look huge. They got Bronco listed as 6'5", 298. Um, absolute unit of a man. <laughs> I'm, I haven't tracked down like their uh, college or NFL football playing history yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to find it. But these guys work massive. I hope they mm. cook up something good for those, uh, that character. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm ready for this. That We got a lot of powerhouse tag teams in um, NXT right now. This is going to oh, add yeah. on to it. Well, we know we're going to lose a team next week, so these guys can slot right in. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Look, looking forward, uh, I, w- we haven't seen Obafemi much recently, but right. um, he's someone else again, another big, big lad on that roster. I, I kind of... I'm excited to see a bit more of uh, in the future, but um, yeah, the, these these videos have worked pretty well so far for me in introducing yeah. these guys. That they feel real kind of uh, classic vignettes, hyping up yeah. a team, not yeah. quite as goofy as the 2.0 vignettes we were having. Um, it was kind of like Overfemi's videos, like when he was just tossing stuff. It kind of looked like shot in the same like vein of that. So I thought yeah. they were like he was going to pop up. Yeah, these are my boys. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. They they can mix these guys together or something. Just make yeah, just, a, just powerhouse trios. You know. just big lads. Just just called big. We then see Tank, Hank, Axiom, and Scripts. What a mouthful that is! Uh, backstage, <laughs> Tank and Hank are like, ah, oh, these guys love football. 
They're going to be our friends. Tang and Hank just want to be friends with everyone. Uh, Script says, uh, oh, and these kids like grew up on the streets as well. Like, I respect that. That makes you strong. And this is where Fraser comes in, holding the Heritage Cup. Axiom says, I'm happy for you. Fraser says, cheers, old friend. And as he walks off, Script says to Axiom, I see you have your eyes on that cup. Axiom says, I am drawn to it. Um, I believe Axiom won that best of seven series between these two, right? Or best of, best of three, best yeah. of three series. Yeah. So uh, obviously lining himself up for the Heritage Cup uh, and get another big rematch uh, for them. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Axiom and Nathan Fraser part four because uh, all their matches have been tremendous so far. We then see Trick and Mello. And they said, uh, Mello said, sorry, Trick says, everybody wants the gold, but no one else puts the work in apart from you. Uh, Mello says, I'll put the man on a T-shirt and then put it in the rafters because I am him. And this is when Rhea Ripley enters. And she says, she's come to send a message. Said, Bala showed up last week to handle Judgment Day business, but you helped out Seth. And next time you come in front of us, you become our business. Uh, did you get a chance to see um, Mello on Raw last night taking on Finn Balor? I did not see that. I actually, I was so still beat from the trip and everything. I slept completely through Raw last night. I don't blame you at all. But yeah, it was pretty cool seeing Mello on on the main roster. I thought he he looked like he fitted in. Um, pretty quick match against Finn, but I like that they're continuing this thread uh, with Mello and Trick kind of being aligned with Seth Rollins and. I do completely expect to have a, a six-man uh, or at least a, a tag match um, down the road. Um, so, yeah, which I'm, I'm pretty cool with. Um, yeah. I, I've been really digging kind of the cross-promotion of NXT in the main roster in recent weeks. Just keep making these guys look more important every time they cross-promote with these the, the main champions too. So just keep doing it. We then go to our Heritage Cup match. This is rounds rules. It's best of six rounds, six three-minute rounds. And it's best two out of three falls. If it ends on a draw, the champion retains. And this week, Dragon Lee has Valentina Ferois in her corner and Nathan Fraser with Ulyssa Leon um, because they're friends now, I guess. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Reasons. Um, we go to round one. There's sign of respect from Dragon as he offers his hand to start. Lots of quick roll-ups to start with. They're both ducking each other's quick, uh, quick kicks. Uh, just a very quick start to this and um, kind of j- just sussing each other out. Uh, lots of counters. End of round one. Uh, we then go to round two where uh, Fraser just comes out the gate really quick. There's a big drop kick. And then uh, Dragon Lee goes up top for a top rope Rana. But Fraser rolls this through to pick up the first fall in round two. We then go to round three. Where there's, there's this beautiful sling blade from Fraser. And then uh, he goes for a Rana, but Lee cartwheels out of this and hits a huge Conhilo to the floor. He gets so much height on this. Oh, yeah. And this is when we go to commercial break. We come back from the break and we're halfway through round four. And this is now where we're seeing Lee is starting to move with a bit more desperation as he's a fall down and these rounds are ticking away. And he hits the deadlift one arm power bomb. Uh, similar to, you know, Sin Cara used to do um, and gets the second fall in the fourth round. We go to run round five and Lee just comes out like a bat out of hell with a shotgun drop kick. 
Fraser hits him with the crescent kick, almost knocking him out. Uh, Fraser then goes up top, but gets knocked off by Lee, who sets him up for the double stomp to the chest on a draped Fraser. Lee then sets him up in the corner, charges, but Fraser catches him with this awesome-looking over-the-head suplex, just throwing him into the corner. Fraser then goes for the Seth Rollins superplex Falcon Arrow combo, but Dragon counters it into a powerbomb for a two-count. Fraser then runs the ropes, and kind of Lee kind of misdirects by going the other way and allowing him to hit this crazy roll-up for a great near fall. (laughs) So quick. So fast here. They're now trading roll-ups back and forth. Um, It looks like it's going to be a three-count, but the ref holds up and points out that Lee's shoulder isn't down, which allows Lee to roll him back, and then Fraser rolls him back again for the three-count with one second left on the clock in round five, um, and Nathan Fraser retains uh, in a... I thought this is the best Heritage Cup match we've seen in NXT so far. I love this. Man, that was amazing. Um, just like the speed of these guys, even the ending, you would think it would, like the naked eye would think it's a botch, but you couldn't tell me it made it look more real, you know, because they came right down to the last second on the pin. I I also don't know if that was like a, if that was planned or, or almost a ref call no because way. they yeah. wanted it to be on the one. So I don't know if it was a ref call where he was like, nope, shoulders up. Um, but as you said, it, it made it feel more real. And I think yeah. in this in this rounds formula, what I like about it is it feels more sports-based. It, yeah. it is um, rounds matches used to be on World of Sport back in the day. It would be on the same show as like all these other, you know, legitimate sports. And people used to think it was real. Uh, I, when I got into like WWF back in the day, uh, I remember my parents and grandparents be like, Oh, what's all this fake rubbish. It's not like the real stuff back in the day with giant haystacks and big daddy. And you're like, no mom, that, that was fake too. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought they played the round so much better in this than some of the other matches we've seen. I love how each round that, uh, ticks away. There's this added level of desperation and when you've got two guys as quick as this it makes it so fun to watch and whereas the break sometimes like just stop the momentum for me with with these two it's just like pause and then go 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 pause go i (laughs) i love this i thought it was great and seeing that we're gonna have axiom and nathan fraser going at it 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 almost feels like this is our new like cruiserweight championship in a way. Yeah, in like it's, it's its own division. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't I would like it. I would like to see a big guy go into the same format because it's all about speed right now. But what happens when Nathan Fraser runs into like someone who's he can't utilize his speed against, you know? So I don't want to count it, like call it the, the small cruiserweight division right now. <laughs> well, let's throw some other challenges in there too. No, I'd like to see someone like a Damon Kemp in there. Oh uh, yeah, with that like oh, yeah. wrestling style and just countering that, as you said, the the smaller, faster guy thing. Um, I, I I agree. Like throw in some other interesting names in there, but I'm kind of starting to get into this Heritage Cup thing, and I, yeah. I think this was definitely the best worked uh, like rounds match we've seen in NXT so far. But do if you haven't uh, go back and watch some of those NXT UK Heritage Cup matches. We do have a best match ever NXT UK. Uh, with John Ceno on our Patreon, I encourage you all to go back and listen to because there are some hidden gems on that show for sure. Oh, yeah. 
we then get a video hyping up. Uh, I mean, they called it Raw Underground last week, but it's going to be NXT Underground. We get these highlights from Raw Underground during that pandemic era. And I got to say, this is one of the best editing piece of works I've seen because this made Raw <laughs> Underground look fucking awesome. Oh, my God. You know, if they want to like have like an actual fight, NXT has the fight pit. I don't have a problem with Underground. Let's just do it, I guess. But if you want to have like a, a like a quote unquote shoot fight, put it in a fight pit. Why do you why do you have the gimmick if you're not going to use it? I think uh, I think uh, fight pit got called up to the main roster along with War Games. Oh yeah, it did get called up, right? That's my yeah. Because right. we then had the uh, they kind of introduced the Iron Survivor as the new gimmick thing, and I I think this is replacing fight pit. But I I think it's going to be more similar in style to the fight pit match than the raw underground stuff. But I actually, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I think, I, yeah. I think they're going <laughs> to tweak it in certain ways. I do think this is going to work. Um, so and no Omas at the door anymore. What? I guess not. We need Shane. We need Shane. Back yeah. For it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought they made uh raw underground look pretty, pretty cool. Here. So let's put commander Aziz at the door. Now. Commander Aziz, <laughs> yeah. We then uh, go to Gable Steveson with Eddie Thorpe, and they're looking at videos of Damon Kemp, who's training, and uh, Steveson says, you're doing great, but don't let Damon get in your head. Uh, Eddie thanks him for his help. We see all these montages of them training, and uh, says, you know what? It would be an honor if I could have you at ringside for me next week. And Steveson says, absolutely. You can even wave at Damon Damon's parents. I know they'll be watching. So they keep doing these Wink and nods that, hey, we're brothers, but we're not going to tell you we're brothers. Um, it, it leads me to think that Eddie Thorpe is maybe the dumbest person in NXT. <laughs> he doesn't watch the product at all. Steveson <laughs> is totally going <laughs> to screw him next week, right? Absolutely. Well, would, what is this? What The acting in this already was like kind of turning me. But like it's just two guys in a dark warehouse training and it's clearly like Stevenson is kind of wink like he's smirking the entire time he's talking to him. So I know his parents are gonna be there. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be the slowest screw job ever. <laughs> it's like Eddie, Eddie, come on, man. Like you can't you've watched wrestling before. No, you know how this no, is gonna yes, turn out. He has no idea. <laughs> But I am like Eddie Thorpe has not done it for me at all so far. But I I hope next week is is one that uh, kind of turns me. I I'm pretty high up on Damon Kemp. I do I I love that style. Just like yeah. you know, like amateur wrestling suplexes, all that. Um, so I I'm hoping this works next week with uh, with NXT Underground. Yeah, good luck, Eddie. I hope you don't get your hopes up. <laughs> This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We then uh, go to Wesley. I, I did have a bit of an issue with my feed at this point, but okay. he's chatting to Miles Bourne uh, when uh, Ali, uh, Mustafa Ali comes in and says, look, maybe I had a little bit too much fun last week uh, as the ref. And Wes says, yeah, you need to stick with being a dope wrestler because your refereeing lacks. And Ali says, well, I did call it right down the middle, I was doing fast counts for both of you and I was doing slow counts for both of you. Tyler Bates in there as well and says, uh, well, if you weren't like pissing around, it would have been a different outcome and I want a rematch. And Wes is like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean it would be a different outcome? Um, I then, this is where my feed cut out momentarily, but it appears we're getting Tyler Bates versus Mustafa Ali next week. And I imagine... Uh, the winner of this will be facing uh, Wesley for the championship. Yeah, you didn't miss anything spectacular. It's just there was going back and forth Looney Tunes style about, hey, I helped you both, but I, you know, I gave you a fast count, I gave you a slow count, so it was it was it was pretty much stupid. I didn't understand why we did it. I'm hoping as well, maybe we see Miles Bourne have a like a, a title shot as well, just for like <laughs> a bit of an exhibition match as well. It'd be nice to. Uh, I think he's impressed in what we've seen so far in NXT. Yeah, um, I don't mind Wes just having a tune-up match. Why not? Yeah. We then go to Robert Stone, who's looking for Von Wagner, and he finds him just in the corner backstage with his head in his hands. And uh, Stone is like, what, what are you doing? Come on, we got to go to the ring. And he just, Va- Wagner says, everything my family had to go through, the trauma, I, I just can't do this right now. And he walks off. So still kind of uh, reeling from the from that photograph and his his story last week. I I saw a lot of positivity about that sec- segment last week. I really liked it. Well, what have your thoughts been on this this whole Von Wagner journey we've been on since that first episode of 2.0 <sighs> through to now? <laughs> last week was decent. This week, I'm not so sure why Vine was in the corner going through it still um it, it wasn't the place for that can we get this man dr shelby can we please yeah, yeah I, I i did think this was a bit of a step back i thought yeah i thought last week was fantastic and it's like hey you took that step forward like character wise you took that step forward you opened up why are we why are we going back here uh i don't want to see sad von wagner i want to see you know baby face with a great X factor style story, <laughs> like soft yeah. story yeah. and using that and getting this crowd behind him. So I thought this was a bit of a miss, but I, I have been uh, enjoying the Von Wagner stuff in recent weeks. Yeah. He shouldn't backstage to be limited for him right now, especially after last week's Devin yet. He should just be in the ring right now. Every time you see Von from now on, should he be him in the ring redeeming himself. Yeah. We then go to Kiana James versus Gigi Dolan. Um, they trade some forearms. They tumble to the floor. It, it's a bit of a messy start, to be quite honest. Uh, Kiana then 
delivers this big forearm on the outside, knocking Gigi down and starts trash talking. Uh, Gigi starts fire up with some clotheslines and a big boot. And then they both hit a clothesline. Both are down. And then Kiana tries to use the bag, but uh, Gigi ducks, allowing uh, her to kick, uh, hit the crucifix bomb for the win. Um, and after the match, Kiana James picks up her handbag, whacks Gigi with it, and re- hits the DDT and reveals that there are cans of paint in the bag and pours paint all over Gigi. Um, but what did you make of this? It was a rough match. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about this one. Uh, I love Gigi. Um, the, the after the match beatdown was kind of weird, too, with the paint. Does the paint symbolize something? Did I miss something with NXT the last couple weeks? Uh, there, w- there was the stuff about, wasn't there, like where Gigi's home was. There's a bunch of graffiti and stuff. And Kiana had the line of, that's a waste of good real estate. So maybe she's graffitiing her. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> there's it, some women on another show doing that right now. So yeah, let's use cans of yeah. paint instead. Wait, wait to save that. Because this, this made no sense besides ruining ring canvas like i don't know but the match was yeah it was rough to get through it was good to get him out of the ring pretty much yeah i i really wasn't impressed here i thought it was i thought it was pretty messy and sloppy at points gg at times looks like she's moving in slow motion and we've we've seen her be decent before but like there are a lot of misses i find and and i i do feel a lot of the uh, less experienced women on the roster are kind of surpassing her right now. Um, Kiana James has impressed me in matches, but I, I don't think this match connected at all. I don't think the story's really been connecting at all. Um, both, I felt, kind of had a bit of a a whimper of the end of their last feud. They had long feuds with JC. They had long feuds with, you know, Fallon and the yeah. Brooks Jensen lads. Um, and they kind of just ended and with they're both looking for something to do this isn't really working for me these two and I, it looks like it's continuing with this this paint thing yeah why does every person that fused with Gigi have to go so personal with her i know yeah, I, well, I, I, well i do i have found Gigi's kind of been more engaging since she's kind of been telling her story a bit more yeah. and therefore it is fuel for a heel but um yeah just this didn't work yeah uh, RYN is in the chat is saying that uh, Gigi Dolan is Carrie uh, with the with the paint all over her. So maybe we we'll see her just you know kill everyone next week. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Stephen King. Uh, we go to Tony D'Angelo in prison, and it's visitation hours. But it's not Stax that comes in. It's Joe Coffey with a load of sweaty hair in his face. And Tony goes, how the hell did you get on my visitation list? And Joe says, let's just say I know people too. And Tony's, ah, funny guy, huh? I thought Stax gave you a free ride somewhere. Joe says, things aren't as they seem and a lot has changed since you got locked up. And Tony says, well, you and your boys are rats and Stax will handle things. And Joe goes, oh, yeah, Stax has it handled. The underboss has ambition. Stax sold you out. You don't believe me? Have a listen for yourself. He puts out his phone and it's it's the kind of the rumblings in the trunk from last week. And Stax says, 
This could have been worse, but do what I tell you and things will work out for the Gallus boys. Just lay low for a week. There's a new Don on the streets. And things aren't quite what they seem, eh, Tony boy? So uh, according to the Gallus lads and looking at his actions from earlier, uh, Stax has turned on the Don. Yeah. Um... <laughs> First of all, Tony D in jail is one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. Second of all, wh- why did we need um Okay, Stax is the rat, right? But he clearly didn't like do anything that dastardly besides help Gallus win the titles. Which Tony could have just put that together without him showing the um I don't know if Tony's going to get NXT in jail though. You know, so I'm not sure if you found out what happened tonight. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I, I don't know. It, it was still weird way in that match and set this up for later on. It was weird. So, uh, according to uh, Chris Leone in the chat, he says, the streets are saying it could be a double swerve and Stax is playing Gallus. That that does make a lot of sense. I mean, Stax has kind of put a lot of time into trying to, well, well, we do know that Tony does have Peacock in the okay, in the cool, prison. Cool. So maybe you could have Stax deliberately doing all this stuff, like the 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 board with all the kind of suspects, yeah. just to throw mm-hmm. Tony. Um, but it also, I think, maybe does make more sense that this is a play to get Tony out of jail to maybe swerve them, and therefore costing Idris and Malik is a way to have them still be champs um perhaps i i see it may be more likely going that way and although tony and stacks are baby faces now they are also murderers so like they can yeah, take out they do uh, kill people they do yeah. kill people so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's not too surprising they took out idris and malik earlier um <laughs> but yeah nxt is ridiculous and i love it i love nxt <laughs> <laughs> We then have uh, Vic plug up next the Snapchat show um, and where we see Roxanne Perez talking and she's saying she reads a tweet from Blair Davenport saying, what's it like to never feel safe wherever you go? And Blair Davenport then attacks her. I don't know. I don't remember this happening on up next. uh, And I've been on pretty much every show, but (laughs) Uh, we're continuing this feud, and it has been confirmed that next week we are getting Blair Davenport versus Roxanne Perez, which I am looking forward to. These are two of the better women in the division, so um, I think this could be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I do like how NXT, even though it's it's uh, Snapchat taking our name, uh, I do like how they use kind of TikTok and Snapchat and things like that to just set up different matches. Yeah, um, WWE and NXT very, very bold using Snapchat because it's kind of a dying um, social media source. So there are still people that use it though. I find it really weird. Like I'll, I'll match yeah. with someone or whatever, and they'll be like, "Hey, do you want to chat on Snapchat?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to? I don't. Don't. Yeah, I don't. More power to them. Keep it alive, WWE. I'll no you on Instagram, and then I can check out your pictures. You know? Like, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do Super it. Weird. We then uh, go to JC Jane, who's in the heel women's locker room. And she's chatting about Lara Valkyria. She says she thinks she owns a place. And who blindsides someone when they arrive in a building? And the girls say, well, yeah, you should tell her off. She goes, yeah, if I see her tonight, 
I'll tell her to put her wings on and fly back to Europe and tell her that she peaked at Battleground. And obviously, Lyra's just stood behind her the whole time. She turns around, Lyra punches her in the face and says, I told you I don't play games. And Rhea Ripley then walks in and goes, yeah, Lyra is a badass. <laughs> so Rhea Ripley just showing up repeatedly. What what are we setting up here? Is Rhea going to have a match in NXT soon? I don't know. I think Rhea was just hanging out in the locker room watching the happenings, you know? <laughs> I like to think Rhea was just sitting off in the corner watching it. But uh, no, maybe she's going to do some some Judgment Day recruiting. Who knows? Oh, Lyra Valkyria to the Judgment Day? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, she, it's she gotta does be have the wings like the Titantron, doesn't she? Absolutely. You know, Rhea might need her another you know, another woman to go you with some tag belts or something. Bird lady. Like, to, <laughs> to fly to London this weekend. <laughs> Dom's big match. Yeah, you know, a little interference, you know, why not? Uh, we then see Dyad and Ava backstage, and Dyad are mad that Joe Gacy put their careers up on the line. They say, what was he thinking? Joe making decisions for us and putting our careers on the line. Ava says, trust Joe. He always has a plan. And they go, he better have a plan or we will. How about, lads, you all come up with plans? That, there we go. How about you just uh, turn on them? Why don't, yeah. It's, yeah, just turn on them. <laughs> So next week, we've got Dyads versus Creed's and Loser Leaves NXT. Tyler Bate versus Mustafa Ali. Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport. And NXT Underground, Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp. Looks like a pretty good show to me uh, with those four matches announced there. Should be pretty good. And then we go to the NXT Championship match. Carmelo Hayes taking on Baron Corbin and... We've been giving old Barry a lot of shit in recent weeks for his look, his music, his entrance, his pretty much everything. But the lone wolf is back. He comes out to his, I, I don't think it was exactly his old NXT music, but it was very similar to yeah, it. It was like, it was it was like a, they could get. a rip on his old music. Similar lighting to he used to have. The, the pose with the lights coming up with his arms out. He's in kind of, uh, long leather pants, got a lone wolf uh, cut-off sleeve T-shirt on, automatically just looked and felt so, so much better. Uh, I thought he looked great here. Absolutely. I, I'm just happy he's not in underwear again. Um, that was some of the roughest things I've ever seen Baron Corbin wear. Um, no more happy Corbin music. No more joking around. The dark lights. He's got the the, the entrance lights when they're, they're, they're turning on every time he takes a step forward. Almost close to the Lone Wolf theme song, but I'll take it. That song is too awesome for them to leave back behind. Hopefully, we get it again. But yeah, he looks he looks ten times better than he has in recent weeks. Burn the ships. Burn the damn ships. Do you do you think this was kind of a deliberate move, having him look like absolute dog shit the last few weeks? So this was a bit more impactful this week. Yeah, I mean, this character. I can see that as a strategy because he seemed more important looking like he did tonight. So, yeah, that could be a good strategy. I, I got to say, it just the presentation, it automatically made me like it made me think, have a bit of doubt. You know, I yeah, went, right. oh, they might be doing this here. He might have that upset over Carmelo Hayes. And it might be because we, we saw it with Ziggler and Breaker back in the day, didn't we? Where it was like a a month-long title reign, and he eventually gets it back. I was yep. 
it had me questioning. Whereas the last few weeks where he was wrestling in his underwear, absolutely not. But I, I did think he looked so much better here. Um, well, let's go to the match. Corbin goes for an end of days early, but Mello flips out of it and hits a code breaker, goes up top and flies with a splash to the outside. Mello then climbs the barricade and jumps off, but Corbin moves. Mello rolls through and then he eats this big boot from Corbin. And this then allows Corbin to take over. He's hitting like the, the hammer and anvil, elbows the neck and followed by the classic Baron Corbin rear chin lock. You gotta love that. Uh, Mello comes back with a drop kick and an enziguri. Springboard clothesline from Mello and then uh, gets caught with a big backbreaker from Corbin. And then Corbin rips his top off, meaning business. Uh, there's a frog splash from Hayes. Mello starts delivering some right hands and then a pump kick sending Corbin to the outside. As Corbin's climbing back in, Mello hits him with the fadeaway, the kind of uh, reverse leg drop to the back of the neck. There's then a reverse springboard DDT for a two count, which kind of looked like he sort of messed it up, but I actually thought it looked kind of awesome because of that. It did look cool, right? Because <laughs> he overshot like the, the springboard, but like the way he was holding on to his head, it, it kind of made it look more cool. He like landed on his back and ho- twisted his arm around, delivering right? his DDT. I thought it looked yeah. really, really good, actually. Um, and then uh, Corbin goes for a choke slam, but Mello rolls through. And then Corbin delivers, which I haven't really seen him do this much, this really nice looking Death Valley driver, kind of yeah. similar to the Sean Spears, where you kind of hold the neck a bit more on the way down. Thought it looked really good. Uh, then hits the choke slam backbreaker for a near fall. Uh, Mello then dodges Corbin on the outside, causing Corbin to crash against the steps. Mello jumps off the apron, but gets caught, and Corbin power bombs him onto the announce table. I am the table right here. Um, But then throws him into the ring, uh, breaking the 10 count. Uh, Goes for a deep six, but Mello counters it, but then runs right into a huge deep six, spinning him around. This looked great. One, two, Mello kicks out. Corbin sets up for the end of days. Mello rolls through, delivers the super kick. It's a slingshot DDT to the apron, and then nothing but net. One, two, three, and still Carmelo Hayes retains the NXT championship. Um, good match. Um, I love when Melo does his championship entrances and he shows the retired jerseys hanging from the Raptors because it's the yeah. coolest shit in wrestling right now. Um, Melo can't he can have a good match with just about anybody. He's one of those guys in WWE now who's just like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a good match. He's like the Seth Rollins and the Kevin Owens and Sammy's so like, this is gonna be good. He made Corbin's offense look amazing. Yeah. Um, he bumped all around for Corbin. Um, pretty good match tonight. I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I thought uh, I thought both looked really good here. I I understand all the criticisms of Baron Corbin, and I yeah. do I do have them too. But I don't think the guy. Uh, a lot of people say he can't wrestle. I don't think that's true. I think he can have a good match. I think he has had some good matches in the past, uh, but it definitely depends who he's against. And you're 100% right. I thought Mello looked him, made him look awesome here. Oh, yeah. I thought that that deep six, that just the amount of rotations on that looked great. Um, I I think this presentation of Corbin so much better. I do think it's 
I think it's too late for him, unfortunately. I don't think anyone's really going to take him seriously at this point. Yeah. Uh, but taking this character back to the main roster, it is going to help him. Um, but another solid win for Mello. Yeah. Um, and and who do you who do you see being the next big challenger? You know, in NXT right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if he can get he him doing more of a like a next crossover thing might be more likely. But NXT, nobody has the steam behind him right now. I don't think unless Axiom like takes a break from the um, Heritage Cup journey and tries to jump over to the championship. Yeah, I I see. Um... I see Ilya once he's finished with the Bron Breaker feud. Yeah, Ilya, of course. I see yeah. him being a challenger. Uh, have we have we done Dijak Mello? I think so. I, I don't feel... think Mello was. I don't think Mello had the belt at that time. Did we? Yeah, I think so. We had we had Dijak Wesley for sure. I'm trying yeah. to think. I'm yeah, I don't know because that that could be an option. Uh, right. Dijak maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's we don't we've got Great American Bash as the next thing, and it doesn't seem like we have an opponent because I fully expect them to be doing Bron and Ilya at that one. Uh, but yeah, Mello don't miss. He's be, he's been fantastic recently, and I not at all. I think the amount they're having him kind of show up on on Raw at the moment, I could totally see um, maybe this not being the longest reign because uh, I, I do feel uh, him and Trick as a unit will be probably moving up pretty soon. Um, this show, like the, the overrun is normally about eight minutes, went about 15 this week, which, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. always screws up our, our 10, 15 start time. But, um, I kind of switched off, but missed that there was a little, uh, segment with Bron Breaker right at the end. If you want to fill us in B. Well, Bron Breaker just stormed out of the, um, I think whose office was that? I'm not sure whose office it was, but he stormed out saying everybody will find out next week. And, um, so I'm not sure what Bron's cooking up, but uh, it, it wasn't really much. The last, like, second of the overrun, of course, they had to get that in there. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed the show. I was pretty low on, um, was it last week's show I, I found was underwhelming? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Seth Brown match was really fun last week. But I found, like, the body of the show a little underwhelming last week. But I thought I thought this week was pretty strong. I Apart from really Gigi and Kiana, I, I kind of enjoyed uh, the whole thing. And Return of Lone Wolf. Yeah, um, hot open with Tiff and uh, Thea. Um, even stronger clothes. Um, good week. Good week for me. So that's what we thought. Uh, let's go over to the Poison Rana Facebook group to see what you guys thought. Uh, we always post our feedback on our Poison Rana group. So uh, if you haven't signed up, please do. It's free. Go. What are you waiting for? Uh, do you have feedback open there, B? Um, I'm opening it up now. If you can kick okay. it off. Well, I'll start with... The champ, the reigning defending BDE championship, who took his title overseas this weekend <laughs> and successfully defended it in maybe our hardest test yet. I don't know if this guy can be beaten. But we go to Fire Frank, who says, Say it ain't so, Stacks. Theatif was fun. Welcome home, Mr. Chase. Dable and Eddie make Ricochet look like an Emmy Award winner. Fraser versus Lee was a good one. And the tease of Axiom being interested in the cup, he may have won in a former life. Unfortunately for Barry Corbin, the only ship that burnt was the ship from Raw to NXT. But at least he got rid of the terrible gear and music. Pop for the old song and entrance for sure. And the match was fun due to the hot crowd. 
Side note, thanks to everyone I interacted with this past weekend in my first ever trip to Toronto for Forbidden Poor and nothing better than the largest ever gathering of BSK. And finally meeting so many for the first time in person, such as Armand Neal, Maddie B, Hansi, Jesse from the Six, Andrew McDonald, Brewdog, Big Tom, B Detroit, Eric and Dan, <laughs> among many, many others. And getting to chat with Eric about 2006 ECW while he served as our human GPS and listen to his <laughs> golden tones belt out, I walk alone, was a true highlight. Oh, as man. well as Brandon giving a fist bump to his boy Tanahashi and sharing BSK house with B, Brandon, and Sino. P.S. Speaking of Eric, he told me in confidence he's going to read excerpts from that Vince book he won on Sunday anytime <laughs> he's not yet from now on and half the righteous theme. Well, oh, thank man. you very much, Frank. Great feedback, Frank. Um, yeah. Got it. I'm, I can't wait for a what up though this week so I can talk about Eric's um speed walking and GPS skills. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um we got Shine. He says, pretty good show tonight. Open uh fun opener between Tiff and Thea. Both ladies worked well together and Tia shows that Tiffany is not the only one that can, has tons of upside. Tag match was good. Uh please someone get the straps off Gallus quickly. Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser had a banger at the Heritage Cup match, and Axiom T's going after the cup. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> um, he's kind of just recapping the whole damn show. Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued by a loser leaves the town by the diet and the creeds. Are the former GYV out of here? Or the creeds moving up. Key and Gigi had a decent match. Okay. And <laughs> was glad to see Gigi get the win. She had a lot more reps, though. T- uh, Rhea Ripley back to NXT with no dime, missed opportunity. Definitely happy to see her return the long roof of uh, Corbin and Melo put, uh, put on a heck of a main event. Definitely the best Corbin he's looking forever. Uh, what crawled up Braun's butt and died? Tune in for next week to find out. That's what I was telling you about Braun. He stormed out of HBK's uh, office. Got you. And finally, Omagan, who says, So long, happy bum-ass Corbin. Baron Corbin <laughs> turning back the clock as the lone wolf was a great surprise, and he arguably put on the best match he's had in a while. It doesn't suck that it was against Melo. The Heritage Cup match ruled. The Stax D'Angelo mob story took a rather strange turn. Andre Chase came back to class. Rhea stopped by for a heart, for a warning. And Bron Breaker has got a foot out the door to a possible a call-up. The loser leaves town tag match next week and go either way with the type of potential real-life release hanging over it like the sword of Damocles. The Creed boys have been so ready for the next step for the past year. Gold Rush was a gold mine of potential. I bet... Mello Bala will be the main event in suburban Austin for the Great American Bash. Since Corbin and Champa got their best themes back, can Johnny Wrestling get his best one back? Oh, that brings up a good point there. With this Judgment Day Mello thing happening, maybe it's a way to have uh, Bala, Priest, or Dom challenge for the NXT title. Yeah. Yeah, why not have Dom do it? Yeah. <laughs> That 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 would be awesome, actually. I think yeah, yeah. Dom's got so much heat right now, and he's yeah, he going should beat into... Cody and then win the NXT belt. <laughs> Fuck it, Fuck it. Let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, everyone seems kind of on board with us. Pretty positive of this week's show. Um, B, do you mind if I keep you for uh, a couple of minutes just to maybe preview Money in the Bank? Sure, week? why not? Sure. Wrestling never stops. It won't let us. It, it won't. Just, it won't let us have a break at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. We've got money in the bank taking place this weekend in London. 
uh, kind of, kind of, uh, well, I would say I'm kind of gutted. I can't be there, but I, as I said, a lot, a lot of wrestling. Um, <laughs> let's start with the icy title match, Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Um, I think this should be fantastic. Um, I've seen some of their matches in progress back in the day. They do have pretty good chemistry, um, but I don't see anyone but Gunther winning this. Yeah, it's it's a good time to get um, some shine back on Matt Riddle from him being out for so long. Um, I guess people must have forgot that he can actually go in the ring. So Gunther's going to pull out a banger with Matt Riddle. I'm not worried about this at all. Yeah, Gunther's someone that really doesn't miss as well. So I, I think this would be pretty great. Uh, any, like, I always wonder, like, status of Randy Orton, because that could be a fun, like, if Gunther wins and then there's a beat down, it would be kind of nice to see Randy come back if he's ready. But um, the injury Gunther. sounded pretty serious, right? Yeah, that could set up Gunther Orton, which would be good too. Right, exactly. Yeah. And some tag matches against Imperium as well would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I think champs retain here. Yeah, of course. Um, even, I don't know, Liv, didn't Liv um, have to relinquish the belts the last time? I think she, I didn't. Did they relinquish or did Raquel just have a new partner and then lose or something? I yeah, remember. I think that's what happened. I think they gave her... Um, Shotzi or something, wasn't it? No, I think it was Alita, right? I have no idea. One of, one of the legends? I'm sorry. At the, the women's tag team belts kind of escape me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You got to excuse me. We've got uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Seth, of course. But like I said, the same thing with Riddle. People must have forgot, you know, Finn could put on a banger and that crowd is going to be going crazy for this match. So, why not? Oh, they'll be super pumped for Bala for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And Seth. Like, I, yeah. I think the, this crowd would be pretty, pretty awesome for that. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, you going I'm with hoping, your boy Dom Dom? I'm hoping Dom gets the W. <laughs> Even though Cody does not need to lose this match, I'm hoping Shenanigans gets Dom Dom the W. Um, who knows? Rhea Ripley does something, and maybe we get a a, a, um, a Brandy sighting. Who knows? But please let Dom get this W. <laughs> I need this. Uh, sure, why not? Let's go, Dom. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yes, I'm turning them. I'm I was turning about to be one sensible, one. and I'm like, nah. Let's <laughs> I'm go, turning Dom. them one by one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we've then got uh, Zelina Vega versus Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus Io Sky versus Trish Stratus for the Money in the Bank Women's Championship. Uh, sorry, Money in the Bank ladder match for the Women's Championship match contract. Uh, I think this might be the most interesting lineup they've had for a Women's Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of directions you can go with. You've got the, uh, you've got obviously Trish working her way in there. Uh, you could totally have Trish holding this, uh, this money in the bank. Similarly, I could see Zoe holding it and Trish wanting to use it on behalf of her or something like that. You've got tension between Bailey and EO. Um, I, I don't really know which I, I just don't think Zelina Vega basically. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of directions, I, but this, this money in the bank, this woman, women's money in the bank is going to like sprout off so many different feuds, but are we saying that Zoe Stark is Trish Stratus's Luchasaurus right now? Is she <laughs> is pretty she much? Gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So is she gonna win that that I, I can see Zoe winning the briefcase and like kinda giving it to Trish. Like right. and say it's like she paying homage. But um one of those two, um, either EO Sky or Trish Stratus should walk away with that briefcase. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think uh, I can really see the London crowd being really behind EO for this oh, yeah. as well. Uh, Bailey also in London, like that crowd love Bailey. They love singing that song for her, even though she's a heel. Um, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this. And I, I don't think I've ever been particularly interested in the in the women's money in the bank. But I, oh, yeah. there, there's definitely a lot of stories you can have coming out of this. And uh, Fire Frank confirmed in the chat that they did relinquish the tag team championships. Um, and I believe him because he knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> we then have our money in the, our men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus LA Knight versus Santos Escobar versus Butch versus Damian Priest versus Logan Paul. Um, and just like the women's match, uh, this is going to sprout off a lot of different stories. Yeah. But... I can't put my finger on who's going to win this one though. Like it's this one's even harder than the women's. I like to say LA Knight, but I like to say Escobar, but Shinsuke has a good, you know, like he can, he can actually hold on to this thing. He hasn't won the money in the bank. He's won the rumble, right? That's right. Yeah. So maybe Shinsuke, maybe Butch, who knows? Um, but more than likely LA Knight, cause he's on fire right now. Um, the crowd loves him. So I can see him putting it on. He is on fire. Like it is also, they've said this can be for any of the men's championships. So uh, <laughs> LA Knight is SmackDown, I believe, which puts him with uh, Roman, but also puts him with Theory. Um, so it could be LA Knight maybe becoming US champion, which always it always seems less than, right? Going for a, yeah, why would a I... lower title. Yeah. Um, I think Logan Paul cashing in on Seth Rollins. Um, possibly even on this night is a real possibility. Um, And I think, I think Damien Priest is interesting as well. I think he's someone who uh, seems to be having a lot behind him. I think people enjoy him. I think the bad bunny match definitely kind of, it was similar to what uh, the Johnny Knoxville match did for Sammy. I think putting on a match like that with the celebrity, it kind of goes, all right, Priest, you're, you're good for life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> and I think with the inner turmoil potentially of the of the Judgment Day having jealousy between Finn and Priest, with Priest holding it, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I just I don't see Ricochet, Nakamura, Santos, or Butch, but uh, I'd love to see LA Knight. But I think Logan Paul is probably the direction they're going to go. With I this. can't see Logan Paul walking away with this briefcase. No, I think he's there for a spot or two. And I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not. That's not a slight on him. I'm. I'm happy for him coming in there and taking those spots or two. But I don't think he's going to walk away with that briefcase. No. You you don't see him doing his podcast with this briefcase just on the set the whole time. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, no, that could happen. But I don't know. I think we need it. It's going to help someone take off. You know. So L.A. Knight. I can see him using this to really take off into superstardom. Like he's already got that buzz going now. He he's like a hot T-shirt away from being the man in mm-hmm. WWE. So yeah. And then we've got the Bloodline Civil War tag team match: Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa taking on the Usos. <sighs> Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa wins this match, of course. Um, yeah. Either that or Solo Sokoa eats the pin. 
for the Usos to win. But of course Roman wins. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What? Jay <laughs> pins Roman. Come on. Ah, yeah. But all the matches before that are going to be good. And that crowd's going to be fired up. It'll be too much like right for them to like let everybody go home happy. Roman's <laughs> got to rub it in everybody's face in London too. Okay. So Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with the W. What, uh, what do you see Roman's SummerSlam match being? Hmm, like, do you know. see it being one of these guys? Do you see it being an Uso? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that, that'll be, they'll be ridiculously over here. Like, yeah, crazy over here in Detroit. Um, that's going to be, yeah. Of in course, which case, of shouldn't they win this? they don't exactly need to win for them to um, still set that up, you know? Because think about it. Every time we think they should do something in this storyline, in this particular storyline, WWE, they don't do it, and we're still sucked into it like this. So who knows, man? I I think Jay gets the pin. Uh, It's more likely going to be on Solo. I'll take that. It kind of, to to hype up SummerSlam, it should be on Roman. But um, I mean... Like he's not been pinned since Baron Corbin, right? Really? Yeah, Baron Corbin was the last person to pin <laughs> Roman Reigns. Well, look at Baron. Um, but yeah, what's your excitement level for Money in the Bank? Um, I'm excited as I am for any wrestling show at this point because I've seen so much wrestling in the last yeah two weeks. Um, I know what stuff is going to be good. Um, I, I'm excited for the Money in the Bank matches. Um. The actual ladder matches are going to be really good. The, the women's and the men's are going to be really good. And Gunther and um, and Matt Riddle, too. I think the show looks really strong. I, I really yeah. don't think WWE have missed on their pay-per-views uh, in, in recent times. I think you're going to have an incredibly hot crowd. Uh, oh, but I am 100% feeling wrestling burnout after this last weekend. So yeah. I think if you presented this to me in two weeks' time, I'd be way more up for it than I am now. Um, but I do think it's going to be a very good, strong, uh, very strong show. Yeah. And I need to see it get, start getting hyped for Detroit. I'll be <laughs> seeing you there, B. It never stops. It, it never, never stops. stops at all. Hopefully I get to drag you guys to GCW the week, the same weekend. So it's never going to stop. I want just one year, just the whole wrestling world collectively to just go. We're taking a month off. No, absolutely not. What are you talking no. about? No, 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 no. You got to right. watch the Tag League. You got to watch GCW. You got to watch Impact. Jeez, I'm going, as soon as we get done with SummerSlam, I'm going to see Slammiversary in, in Windsor. Like, it's never, ever going to stop, Davey. It's got the G1 coming up. The G1's like, coming up. Of uh, course. Wrestling is going to run our lives forever. Well, B, thank you so, so much for joining me today, being my partner in crime. Uh, It was so awesome hanging out with you all weekend and can't wait to do it all again in Detroit. Uh, We need to rest those vocals. I'm going on vocal rest for the next... Who am I kidding? I'm going to Dynamite tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) uh, After this week, I'm going on vocal rest because we need to prepare for Sid Gold's piano bar. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to make sure that same guy is going to be playing that night too. How will, do you think I can clue him up and just send him some sheet music for, you know, a bit of, a bit of kingdom, a bit of, uh, metalingus. I don't know, know, man. He, he was smooth enough that he probably could play it on the spot. He was playing everything else. You know, he was, I I want piano wrestling karaoke in Detroit. That would, that would kill. 
the piano acoustic version of Kingdom is going to sound amazing. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and just just learn that opening to Romans theme from Mania this year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. absolutely beautiful. We'll get the chorus to. <laughs> Let's go. Well, B, I'm going to go to bed now and rest because uh, I've got to watch Vengeance tomorrow morning <laughs> for the Patreon. I'll be, re- be going to watch Vengeance and type my feedback for that show. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Love it. Thank you very much. Uh, B, where can our lovely listeners find you? You can follow me on Facebook at the Brian Tannehill, and you can follow me on Instagram at Cool Game Big B. Um, you can see all the pictures and videos and things from this weekend that we've been uh, we was up to uh, over in Toronto. Um, and you can listen to me on this no on the Poison Rana feed for what up though and anything else that you can you can probably search me and find me on any other uh, shows i was on poison around too so yeah looking to hang, hang out with everybody that um follows me i'll follow back whatever man let's do it you can follow me at davy portman on instagram and twitter and follow us at poison Rana pod go check out all our stories and photos from this last weekend it was ridiculous uh i hope as many of you as possible can join us next time we do something like this but thank you Goodbye, take care, be safe. Oh boy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.